0: welcome to the Games boss Wrestling Podcast, called wrestling, friendship, and wrestling with friendship. I am your host, Matt Elfring, and with me, as always, is Chris Hayner. Chris... Hi. Hi. Join the Dark Order, Matt. Oh, joindarkorder.com. Um, how are you doing, my friend? I'm, um... A dealing with the new office, there are hardwood floors, there's nothing on the walls. It is a little echoey, so I apologize. And now you, the listener, can't unhear any echo that you hear. We're in a cavern, cavern, cavern. Matt, I have wood Matt. flooring. Breaking news. Breaking. Uh, Tony Khan was on some podcast, wrestling with Brandon F. Walker. I don't know what that okay. is. Uh, and was asked about what AEW gimmick he didn't like. And I think Tony Khan and I agree on this. He said, quote, a great example, I think would be, and he would totally be fine with me saying this, I was not into Broken Matt Hardy as other people were. (laughs) (laughs) And I've said this on Jericho's podcast, the thing he did with time travel, that was the craziest dynamite of all time other than than the Atlanta taping. Matt Hardy and Chris were trying to talk me into it. Specifically, Chris liked the idea of Matt teleporting. Dude, I'm lucky these guys are even here. But the idea of teleportation, I was just like, all right, I'm just lucky you guys are here. And at that point, it was a miracle the show was even coming off. But anyway, to get to the point where we are now with Big Money Matt and the stuff we're doing now, I feel like sometimes if you don't like an idea, you can move on and do something else. You all heard, right. You hear that, Matt Hardy? Don't ever do the broken character again. It was really cool for like a hot second in TNA. And then it got just just dug into the ground. Yeah, dug. And then he tried to transition to WWE and it uh, it was still hot then, but it did not. But then work. he teamed up with Bray Wyatt for like deleted dimension or something like that or like whatever. And that that was weird because it's two guys that are like really good at gimmicks. Mm-hmm. and neither of them really changed it all you know they didn't really change it all they just kind of paired them together and it was like it really didn't fit with bray what bray wyatt was doing no it's like the the broken the broken hearty gimmick is in Comedy. every way silly like it's incredibly yeah. silly and that's not and i'll say that and silly isn't bad like there were times when the broken Matt Hardy stuff, the woken Matt Hardy stuff, it was, it was called in WWE for some reason, uh, was legitimately good. Um, but like it's it's time has passed that it got old real quick. And then Brie Wyatt is, for all intents and purposes, a horror character. So it's, teaming up the horror character with the comedy character you think would work. It works in the movies. It does not work. Yeah, it was like Scream Queens on Fox. It was a horror comedy. Anyway, we've got a great <laughs> menu tonight uh, I'm trying not to modulate my voice too much there's less echo. It is a is a fine fine. We have a guest at our table this week for dinner <laughs> mm-hmm. for just a, just like a, 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 a sousson of wrestling Oh a, sous- a sousson of wrestling. Uh, Chris tell us what's on tell us about our guest in the menu. Well, Matt, this week we are welcoming DC Comics writer Joshua Williamson, who you, the listener, probably know best as the writer of just just a bunch of Flash comics, a bunch of Robin comics, and the upcoming Infinite Frontier limited series, which sounds like it's going to be pretty cool. He uh, He's also I mean, a I'm, fan of Matt Elfring. Yeah, we've been friends for, I think, about the better part of 10 years at this point, so... They're like, here's the thing. Hey, Matt, why are you a writer? Oh, I didn't. We didn't talk about this on. I know. I had I had a whole bit worked out, and then we went so long talking about wrestling that I never got to my bit. It made me sad. Josh is the person that got me to quit teaching to be a writer full time, to be a journalist full time. Essentially, what a bad idea. Well, like every day I'd be tweeting about like I was still I was a freelancer at the time, writing part time and teaching part time, and every day be tweeting about like how horrible the students are and like how mean they are to me and treat me like garbage and josh is like (laughs) that's so sad dude josh texted me and he's Uh. like listen man your tweets are really funny about students but for your own health you need to write full time and just get away from there i'm like oh i can do that all right thank you josh thank you josh for pointing matt at a dying industry ah yeah we did it websites so my bit was going to be Mm -hmm. I feel I'm sad this didn't happen we might still have to do this if we ever have him back on my bit was going to be since he told Matt to quit his job and become a writer full time I was going to have him tell me what I should quit this job to become full time (laughs) and then I was going to do it at the end of the episode and then the next episode I wouldn't be on it until I came back as a failed whatever he told me to go be. Like, I thought it was a legitimately funny bit. That's an A-plus bit, I'll give you. Thank it's you. It's a good bit. I was I was prepared to be committed to come in, like, halfway through the following episode. Here's the thing about this interview, guys. Let's uh, we, we were going to make Josh watch a video and talk about the video. Yes. Yeah, this is a, a silly wrestling video. However, I haven't talked to Josh in, oh, God, pre-pandemic. I think C2E2 2019 is the last time I talked to him. Um, and when you, you, when you hang out with Josh, you're just like, you're just, you know, you're shooting the poop because <laughs> I don't swear on the show. Uh, I, I, I mean, it's just, it's just a fun, it's always fun to talk to Josh and have a good conversation with them. And that's what this turned into. Yes. We vaguely talk about this video. But so yeah. Okay. Here, here's the thing. The premise for this segment is we're getting together just a bunch of wrestle buddies to talk about one of hands down the greatest wrestling matches of all time. We Mm -hmm. speak of course about the GCW classic invisible man versus invisible stand. Yes, it is two invisible wrestlers. You cannot see with your dumb human eyes wrestling each other in the hardest of hardcore matches. Uh, It is, we'll put the, we're going to put the link on the, on the Twitter for you to take a look at because it is hands down. Like it is legitimately one of the coolest things you've seen. Mm -hmm. it's so fun and it's the kind of stuff that can only happen in indie wrestling like we've talked before about like pwg slow motion matches like stuff like that this is in that vein it's so well done and it's all because of the referee and the way the referee interacts with nothing in front of him so good however josh is a big like indie wrestling guy he used to go to shows all the time Mm -hmm. uh so we just talk about wrestling we talk about wrestling we talk about we talk about WWE. We talk about all the good, all the good stuff. So and uh enjoy. Hey, we got a very special segment, slash guest, slash friend, uh coming on the show today. He is the writer of the best comic in the world, Ghosted, which no longer exists. Uh, and also Robin at DC Comics and uh the upcoming Infinite Frontier, uh Josh Williamson, Josh how?
1: I'm good, and actually, uh, since you are a Ghosted fan, you should read the Skybound X issue that's going to have uh, Birthright in it. Yeah, you might be happy. You should I, hope I, that am. One. I should yeah, read
0: that. I should. read that. Yeah, it's fun. That's yeah, you should check perfect. that one out. I'll Matt, show it
1: to you. I'll send it to you later.
0: Matt in the industry—that's what they call a tease. <laughs> oh, it's a big yeah, tea. yeah, but yeah for comics. I am actually—I uh, don't read many comics anymore since I got out of uh, comics journalism. Uh, I do read Robin. You're one of the two books I read uh so well now what's the other book a uh, fantastic oh, archie Four. It's, it's not archie <laughs>
1: i'm sure archie's good you never know I, yeah, it's, it,
0: archie's you know like when archie met kiss that was fun yeah archie and predator well, was, when fun. Mark
1: Way was doing it with fiona I was good
0: i especially love that run of uh teenage Mutant Ninja turtle archie comics you know it's very gritty and real <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh this this week we are doing something new something we've, we've vaguely talked about in the past Uh, We're randomly selecting somebody to come on the show and make them watch a weird wrestling video. Uh, This week we have something very special, very near and dear to my heart. Uh, This is from 2019. It's a GCW video uh, featuring two of the best wrestlers in the business right now. Uh, Well, formerly best wrestlers in the business. That's Invisible Man versus Invisible Stan. Uh, Josh, when I sent you this video, what were your first thoughts before even watching it?
1: Man, I really I was I wasn't sure like before I even looked at the link, right? And you're like, watch this video, it's gonna be I can't remember what you said. You said funny video or weird video. video. So like, yeah. Or I sound like wrestling. Oh no, the first thing I said to you was is a shockmaster. That was yes. the first thing. <laughs> Because my wife and I, we had actually I told you this in the messages that like I've been really hooked to watching a lot of um like either wrestling documentaries lately i watch way more wrestling documentaries than i watch with wrestling right now mm-hmm. um i kind of yeah. have a vague understanding of what's happening in wrestling right now like a little bit uh but i watch a lot of wrestling documentaries or a lot of videos on youtube like i just watched like the whole history of hulk hogan on wrestling bios so it's like you know i kind of i bounced around and stuff and so i had watched a bunch of like these are weird things that have happened in wrestling not that long ago my wife and i actually she'd never seen the Shockmaster master once so we watched that a few weeks ago where just you know you're just cracking up watch the whole thing and then you feel bad like you know at first you're like oh it's hilarious and they're like oh that ruined that guy's career um <laughs> well, there's a man okay, so, under that mask so
0: what's weird is we actually we did an episode yeah. about Shockmaster, and it goes on so much longer than we think of from that one night like the character doesn't go away like he oh sticks i don't
1: wearing a construction
0: helmet well, it was that like... that happened eventually, but first he became the Super Shockmaster, which was like a ninja oh, yeah. version of the Shockmaster, I think. No, it was his nephew. I believe it was his like his cousin or his nephew, and that happened after he was doing the construction worker thing. And he oh, God. he cut two promos and did one dark match and disappeared forever. It's it's uh, we all poor, obviously poor we all remember and love that Shockmaster debut. I 100 still have the Comic Con action figure of it. That's packaged mm. upside down with the helmet. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, actually upside down. Yeah. But like, thank you. Uh, wasn't that tug? Was that Tugboat? It was that was for Ottman, yeah. yeah. Thank yeah. you, thank you, so Tugboat, for all that you've done for us.
1: That's what I thought it was going to be with some like Shockmaster or or who knows, right? And so uh, when I finally said I'll watch it today and I was watching it, I was just like, well, first I was... You know, as soon as I saw the crowd and the arena, I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be." I mean, you tricked me basically because I saw the, <laughs> the type of because I saw the crowd and I saw the arena, and I'm like, "Oh, this is gonna be like a legit cool match." You know, like this is gonna be a thing. Like you can see this crowd, uh, but I forgot that crowd. That type of crowd has a dark side, and that is they also like really wacky shit at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, and so. Uh, the moment it said, like, the two, you know, Invisible Man and Invisible Stan, I was, I immediately was like, oh, no, no way. No, no, no. no. <laughs> and then I started watching it, and then the curtain and the guy, I actually liked it with someone when, when Invisible Man came out. I was like, okay, I see how they're gonna do this, but I was, all right. But I liked with Invisible Stan, they actually did the first part where it was, like, through the POV of the camera. Mm-hmm. So it kind of added to this, like, vacant can see him thing you know like there's a there's a, a certain or it just added kind of to the mystique of it and then when the match started going i mean god bless that referee you know it's like like he able to carry that I mean, he's carrying the match um but that, uh, that was
0: actually that's bryce uh remsburg he's an aew yeah, referee an AEW now that dude carries this match like he is just He his work is beautiful. He puts on Joey Janello's special glasses to be able to to get bad boy vision. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know what? For those who haven't seen the match, a go check out our our Twitter, our Twitter feed. We're gonna we're gonna post the link there because the full match is just for free on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Thank you, GCW. But essentially, what you're doing is you're watching two invisible people fight each other in what seems to be one of the most hardcore matches that's ever happened. (laughs) It's it's insane and and like you you said it the crowd is so with what's going on. like this is a match yeah. yes as important as the referee is if the crowd isn't this kind of crowd this match is dead from the start mm-hmm.
1: yeah they got it and they were having fun with it and i think that's what we were talking about before we started recording about how much the crowd can really play into a little bit you know it was like those kinds of shows but yeah when i started watching i don't know it is that thing where you see that type of crowd and you kind of i don't know how you feel about this but like having been to a bunch of shows like that when you walk into a crowd like that you can already feel the energy of what that place is going to mm-hmm. be like mm-hmm. you know how it's going to be different yeah uh and that crowd will like take you on a journey and that's why when that stuff starts going you're like all right cool everybody's in on this everyone's got fun they're not here until like i don't know i get really this is i'm gonna go on a super brief little tangent part of the reason why i stopped watching wwe for a long time i pretty much stopped watching now at this point was partially because of the audience Mm -hmm. because the audience just either wasn't in on it they didn't really care and i got sick of seeing the exact same faces in the front seats every Mm -hmm. single time like every single pay per view, that front row is the same. Like six people at this point, six that, seven people. That
0: Brock Lesnar guy is always there. Dude, yes. Always well, the green t shirt green t-shirt guy, the
1: guy all with the long time. black yeah. hair,
0: uh, red I, hat I was, guy.
1: Yeah, I got to a point where I was like, "Yo, I, this is it." Because they are so bored. Is part of it, like yes, yeah. because they go all the time, and it's not even about the thing for them anymore. It's almost like they're making it. This is how I feel. Like I feel like they're making it about them. Yeah, and so when they go and they're sitting there, and you can just tell they're so resentful and bored, and uh, I don't know, you can see on their faces it's like, what you don't even want to be there. You're not enjoying this anymore, right?
0: Well, then uh, put some kids in there, man. Like have some have some kids up front. Let them have a blast. Like, yeah, yeah. Or (laughs) People's gonna lose their minds. Yeah, we
1: went like me and my buddy. We went to uh, we went to a SmackDown one time uh maybe a year or two ago and uh we sat in the front row we were right there on the corner you know Ooh, and it was nice. like me um with me and Vinny, and then um uh, mike Henderson, who was the artist on nail Buyer, and his wife right and so we're all there we were just having a blast there were people with us like Braun strowman fell into the crowd at one point and you can just people were just having fun with it mm-hmm. and we later on went and um we watched that SmackDown, and you could see us. And you could see us re- actually reacting to the things mm. that were happening and having fun with it. And it's like, yeah, just put people up there that are gonna enjoy it that haven't done it a million times. I don't, know, I don't wanna say there should be a limit. Like, how many times have you been to this before? Well, oh, you're, you're approaching 30 <laughs> times. Ooh, we're gonna mark you are a four rows,
0: yeah. Yeah,
1: let's, let's get some, like you're... you just said, kids in there, get some people who've never been before and put them up in front. Like, the first two rows should be reserved for something like that, I don't know, just... Just keep them out there with blast.
0: well, and it's it's something that really strikes me is you, we talked before we started recording, you've been to a bunch of PWG shows. yeah, that that is a very specific type of crowd, much like <laughs> the crowd for this match, that is like wants to get lost in the ridiculousness of what mm-hmm. they're about to see. And yeah. that is also something you get at like the the raw after WrestleMania tapings. where oh, yeah. you have the highest concentration of like hardcore <sighs> wrestling nerds. All like they all come to this town to fill up a stadium for WrestleMania, and then you get the even more hardcore concentration of them to fill up an arena for Raw the next night, and it's just chaos. Yeah, like WWE has started playing into it over the years, not as much as they probably should, but like when you get people who legitimately love wrestling, and just there are people who like the guy in the green shirt, turn it into some sort of brand. Which I find kind of odd. But then there's people who just want to go and have fun with their friends watching like play fighting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, one of
1: my regrets um, with wrestling is I went to WrestleMania. It was the WrestleMania Hollywood, which I, I think is 18. Um, Ooh, what?
0: That That is, that my friend is WrestleMania 21. I was there too. So oh, you were sitting, too, ne- yeah, that's Kurt sitting next Angle, to Brooke John Hogan Michael's somehow. Son. What's that? Sitting next to Brooke Hogan somehow. Oh man, that's crazy.
1: <laughs> but you know, so, you know, that was Shawn Michaels and Kurt Angle for the yeah. first time, right? So we we were at that one. And this is back when I used to work for a professional wrestler. And we were in LA and we would do this thing where it was, like, the days leading up to WrestleMania, each day we would do a signing with somebody. So it was, like, Spike Dudley came. On Saturday um, was Bret Hart. And it was the first time we'd done a signing for a long time. Oh, and managing wow. that signing was nuts. Like, the people coming through and... Um, that was a crazy one. And so after dealing with that for like, cause we had four signings in a row and then we went to WrestleMania on Sunday and you know, all that is like so exhausting. And we had tickets to go to Raw on Monday and I didn't go because I was so tired. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was in LA, but I was living in San Diego at the time and I had to drive back and I was like, uh, dude, okay.
0: I'm, yeah.
1: I'm done. Like I can't do it. And then uh, I never watched that Raw because I always felt like like it would hurt you know to, to to watch it on tv knowing I had seats there this has happened to me twice where I've had really good seats to an event and not gone once it was actually here again it was a, uh, I I think it was the NXT did, yeah dude it was the NXT they did here in Portland that was like a takeover yeah. and I had I think I had like second row seats to that and it was right before my son was born it was like a few months before my son was born I was like I can't go and then because I was I messed up I couldn't even sell the tickets, and I remember thinking I had four seats, and I just remember thinking like can you imagine you're like the row behind that or next to it and you're like who is <laughs> no showing this like just fill it just grab people and put in those spots or whatever but yeah I should have given those seats away or something I don't know I but yeah I feel like. Um, Going to the events like that and seeing, like, getting back to the video you wanted me to watch. Like, you couldn't do that if the crowd wasn't into it. Like, if the crowd was just like, what the fuck is this? Like, they they couldn't pull that off. I mean, like, I wonder I wonder if the WWE could pull that off. I bet they could pull it off. Here's, what, here's the thing. They could pull it off at an NXT event if it was at full sale. I bet they could pull something like that off.
0: I think you're right.
1: Because the crowd that that's that is where the crowd being there like every week or whatever, you know, it's like sometimes it can be the same crowd like how it used to be when you would go you'd watch like uh, old Impact events and it always be like the same people, you know.
0: Just the same. You people could over you, and over again at the Nashville Fairground. Yeah, but you could
1: with that. I think you could maybe pull it off. But you could the people would be like, "What is happening?" You know, it's like I think. I'm trying to like visualize this now. Could you imagine that long walk from the curtain all the way to the ring with two invisible
0: men? (laughs) So weirdly (laughs) enough, WWE, they tried to do something like this once when it was uh, God. Yeah, it was Vincent Shane McMahon versus Shawn Michaels and his tag team partner, God. Um, and God what? was literally just a spotlight on the ramp that slowly went <laughs> Excuse down. Excuse
1: me while I write this down. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is a I real thing know. that happened. Uh, it as a part of as a part of this feud between Sean and Vince. I think this led up to their WrestleMania match ultimately. Uh, as a part of this feud between Sean and Vince, Vince went into a church and took water from like the holy water. Fountain or whatever it's called. I don't know what it's called. Yeah. And put it in. Sure. Drop. I'm did, there with you. <laughs> and did the triple H spit into the air in church and said, Oh, that's he made it's much harder than he makes it look like it is. It's like everything about it was so bad. And then you got to the match where Sean was tag teaming with God, and it was just a, they just did the spotlight, lone spotlight walking to the ring to like who was Vince's music. partner in Shane, this? Shane McMahon. Yeah.
1: Oh, Shane. Okay. I'm writing this down. Um it's i just something. watched that documentary the one that's on a about sean um yeah. and i i you know i was reading some stuff on him i just read that interview with eric bischoff where bischoff was saying that he was never gonna sign he would never assign sean michaels um and he was talking that's a about really easy thing him.
0: to say 20 years later
1: i know it's like oh I look with the <laughs> balls on you man
0: yeah
1: <laughs> like, but yeah, I want to see that match now. Now I got to find this thing. And I watch it. I'm sure somebody has like, not only they have it, they have commentary on it. There's going to be a whole thing.
0: I, I oh, for sure. I, yeah. I Like it's also, it has to be on Peacock somewhere, but like, good luck. Good luck figuring out how to dive through any of that content. Dude, yeah.
1: Talk about the easiest way to get me to stop watching wrestling was that switch. You know, the network it was, made it the today. network
0: made it so ridiculously easy to find anything. And Peacock, it's just as if they just took all the tapes and just dumped them. It's like, I don't know, you figure. and it we're out. three months into that now? We're three three, three yeah. months on Peacock now, and they and nothing's been really updated. It's as someone oh, who has so to to cover watch wrestling the live.
1: Yeah, you well, can no, but like, you can watch the pay-per-views,
0: pay-per-views pay. if you have the premium subscription, not if you have the free subscription. But do even you have so like, idea that's, why they
1: did that? Why why did they do that?
0: I mean, uh, we have we have we, theories, and my my leading theory is that Universal is going to attempt to buy WWE once the Fox deal is up for SmackDown. Yeah, yeah, which I is agree. which. Honestly, yeah. it would be a smart decision on all sides. Universal is interesting
1: because Universal doesn't own. I have a whole bunch of theories about Universal uh, Comcast Universal, mm-hmm. um, you know, because they don't own they don't own a few things that some of the other people own, right? Or they don't have deals on certain things. Because uh, I was looking at all the big uh, companies, right, and I was like, "What do all the big companies own?" Like when you start looking at the breakdowns and stuff, or what do they have connections with? And that's when I was like, "Oh, like Universal doesn't have this stuff." And then yeah, I read some of that stuff about Venson. I could totally see Universal buying it, but then I don't know. Actually, I, care, I have no all, idea. What that could mean. All
0: I care about is that we get WWE rides in the theme parks. That's it. Universal Studios (laughs) needs WWE rides and like themed eateries and like I don't care what else you do. A walk around John Cena character in a big cartoony costume. Just do it. (laughs) No, I'm like super down with this freaking right. Then that makes that sounds great. Yeah, Universal having like
1: dude, this is crazy because you have like Universal would just man, this this is unlocking like so much stuff in my brain because you would just be like, okay, here's wrestling land, right? You get Mm -hmm. like
0: next you to Harry the, Potter land. <laughs> yeah,
1: you can go walk around a cane mask, get the undertaker walking around. Like and here's the thing is the undertaker That's used to do those like um undertaker used to be the host for like Halloween horror nights. Yeah, they,
0: like mm-hmm. one year they flat out had a an Undertaker maze. Like it was Dude, w- they've been planning F- this
1: for maze. decades. That's what's going on.
0: Yeah. Like, it's time. But
1: then and then what they would oh dude, this is what's crazy. They would probably move if that happened, if Universal actually bought it, they would move NXT into the Universal lot. Like I they mean, would move yeah. into Florida, they would I just mean, move, yeah, over. and that'd be it's, amazing.
0: It's already right there, and like having yeah, been right having been to Universal down there for a couple of different productions, uh, most notably uh, Universal standout Sharknado three filmed at Universal Orlando. There's so much studio space there that is just empty all year, except for horror nights when they just build haunted houses in them.
1: Yeah, they would just start filming. <laughs> they would they would transfer everything that is full sale. They'd probably keep the deal with full sale. Yeah, but you would just go there. You you know, that'd be wild. I could see them moving like the training center, and all that stuff, onto to the Universal lot. If that like then it becomes a matter of who's still in charge—is it still Triple H, or is Triple H like peace out? You know, like, I don't think do Triple. You... I
0: don't. I don't. I can't envision Triple H like taking he's a walk. A cool he's one. he's way too invested, especially yeah. at this point. Well, uh, I don't I mean, think I think he's knows, essentially he's like, been groomed I mean, to be the next Vince, hasn't he?
1: Yeah, but you never know with this stuff. Like you get a corporate person that comes in, they're just like, That's true. What do you mean? Because that's the, that's the thing that would be really weird about this stuff. I mean, this is part of why the stuff with WCW and WWE happened because WWE was always Vince. It was always Vince and his people and his decisions, where WCW was part of a huge company run by other Turner, people.
0: and then it was yeah. Time Warner, yeah. and it was AOL Time Warner, and it was game over.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think about this all the time for other reasons. <laughs> like when you're owned by one company, you know, it's like...
0: And, oh, Matt, we think we, about this too. Well, yeah. one of those companies one
1: day just goes, you know what? We're done with this. Yeah, you we know? experienced
0: that back in October. Yeah, that was us last year. Yeah. Oh, stuff. is that what
1: happened? They just were like,
0: see CBS was like, uh, we're streaming now, so buy websites. And oh, we got my. sold off during a pandemic. Who, who owns it now? red ventures a company out of south carolina who seems fine i mean all right but happens.
1: Yeah, but yeah. yeah like
0: i mean if Vince, if they bought it i don't know i also haven't watched
1: i was thinking about this the other day because i haven't watched really any uh aew at this point like mm-hmm. just for whatever reason like timing wise there's I think too again, much I wrestling
0: Was that there's too much wrestling and also you're like me yeah. You know you're a father and finding time to do things you want to do is uh complicated
1: oh yeah basically i can watch about an hour of tv a night and so yeah. i'm very picky what that hour wit is but with my wife that's so what like
0: I'm... me you're watching cruel summer on freeform i'm assuming
1: <laughs> <laughs> no i watch holy moly thank you very much holy moly uh, holy is wonderful
0: holy moly is really <laughs> great
1: yeah, i haven't finished second season we're only a few episodes in um but, uh, yeah, like, we we don't really – or we watch Ridiculousness sometimes just as, like, a palate cleanser at the end of the day. You know, it's just easy, simple stuff to watch. But with wrestling, that's why with WWE, it was, like – I would say I haven't missed a Royal Rumble. I've probably can. watched every Royal Rumble for the last, like, I don't know, 20 years. That's, like, the yeah. one that I've missed. I've missed a ton of WrestleManias. Because um, I also feel like sometimes once you, once you get to the end of the Rumble, you're, like, I know the math of everything from here out there's no more surprises. So yeah. it, 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 you kind of get this thing of like, I think the last time I was, I watched a Royal Rumble and afterward I was surprised by WrestleMania probably was Daniel Bryan, like managing to get back into the main event at that, we were that one and then yeah. he didn't win. Like that's the only time where I was, I remember the end of that. Cause that was when um, CM Punk left. So was that 2011? When was that? What year was that? I, th- I think that was 11. That, I think it, sounds, yeah.
0: that sounds right.
1: Right? Like when he just was like, it was that, it was that Royal rumble. And then the next wow, day been he was 10 like, 10
0: years since then. That's, that's,
1: I'm out. Oh, yeah. Anthony people talk about him coming back. I'm like, God, it's been 10. It has been. Is it 2014, or it 11?
0: 2014. I think 14 sounds more right. Okay. It and it's, still, it it's be. still been a while. He hasn't been that's... in the ring in a not, on a wrestling show on Stars, kind of way. Oh, no, I watched. I was
1: watching a video about the whole um, on wrestling bios about the whole pipe bomb thing, and I was thinking about how long ago that was. Oh, that was 2011.
0: Yeah. yeah okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah,
1: the pipe bomb thing was 2011. I remember that one because uh, he did the pipe bomb, and then the pay per view was the Sunday before San Diego Comic Con and I watched it with some friends at a house and you know he won and he left the ring and we were all excited and we were like I don't know man we were buying into the work like yeah. we were totally buying into the work a little bit mm-hmm. and then we go to Diego comic-con and his ass is just walking around the convention yeah. with the belt in a bag <laughs> and then he crashes the mattel toy panel and that's when I was like then I was like oh, I'm a fool like how did I get work <laughs> so bad Like, when he crashed the panel, that's what I was like, how did I, like, fall over this even, like, a little bit, you know? Watching that that wrestling bios thing where they were breaking down what he was saying leading up to it, that shit's wild because he literally was explaining, like, a month in advance, almost step-by-step what he was going to do. mm -hmm. Like, if you listen to those promos, he tells you exactly what's going to happen. He just spoils it, essentially. But at but what's what's crazy is that he's spoiling it, and he's telling you exactly what he's going to do but it leans so hard into his personality and his character at the time that you're like, Oh, he's just being cocky, but he's literally just telling you the whole plan. It's, it's crazy. I haven't gotten to the part where he actually makes the pipe bomb speech. I had to stop on that, on that one. But um, yeah, that whole time period him with that, that's a great little mini run of stuff like leading up to that money in the bank. And then he wins at money in the bank. Uh, it's such a, I mean,
0: I'll, I'll, I'll go uh, one further bigger than him winning at money in the bank him making that entrance to the ring at Money in the Bank, it is, I've never heard at a WrestleMania, at anything, I've never heard a crowd that loud and Uh that jacked for just a dude walking down a branch. Yeah, to the
1: ring. Yeah, yeah. It's funny, sometimes I watch those videos that are like top 10 entrances or whatever, and you watch them and you're like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, (laughs) I've clearly heard stuff or watched, you know, it's like everyone always pops for when Triple H came back. And how loud that crowd was How long it was loud for And I remember I was sitting with a friend uh, When that happened And uh, he loved Triple H He was like his favorite wrestler at the time Or one of his favorite wrestlers And I was like man they're really going crazy for him And he's like it's because it's over The last two years have been awful He's back it's going to be good again (laughs) What are you talking about the last two
0: years Were like the invasion of WWE. It was invasion I don't know man
1: I was was flipping back and forth Between on that night when Vince bought it could we, you know, we, yeah, read we all were on it? Yeah, we we're flipping back. Oh, and sure. Because we all
0: had the dream in our head of like, oh my God, we're going to see Sting versus Taker. We're going to see Goldberg versus Austin. We're going to yep. see insert top guy versus insert top guy. You're gonna going to see above average Mike Sanders versus, versus the uh, Shannon Moore. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, two things. I mean, hey, those wrestlers were smart, man, because their deals weren't with WCW. Their deals were with Time Warner.
0: Yep. And they oh, could just stay sure.
1: home. But then, you know, I think about this a lot, actually. This, this comes up a lot of times when we talk about, like, breaking into comics and stuff about comic books. When I, when I talk to other creators, especially younger creators that are on their way up, I bring up uh, the whole Chris Jericho thing, where it's like Chris Jericho had traveled the world. He was this great wrestler. Everyone knew he had this, you know, uh, amazing run in WCW where he wasn't really recognized, but definitely was, like, one of the guys the so w puts all of this effort into him showing up he shows up he comes out makes this big speech and then the rock says who are you and it's this thing And i know it's part of like the rocks gimmick but it was like this reminder of like all that shit did not matter mm-hmm. like you're showing up here this is day one bro and now we go well, what's funny about that is that's why sting took so long because when he saw that he was like i'm not gonna let them do that to me yeah, and that's part of why he took so long to get there but when I always talk to creators I'm like I promise you the moment you like you can do all kinds of independent comics you can do all kinds of shit the moment you show up either Marvel or DC half that audience they don't give a fuck about any of that and they're just gonna be like who are you again you know it's like when I had done when I got the job on Flash I had already worked for Marvel I had done multiple image books i done Dark Horse comics I'd done all of this stuff and then Day I got the job on the flash, I was hit so hard on Twitter with who is this person? Who are you? Who are you? And it was just a reminder (laughs) of that. It was like, Oh my god, I'm Chris Jericho in this. Uh so yeah.
0: There are are worse people you could end up being.
1: It's true. I have no idea how Chris Jericho is now. I'm I'm I know he's like a a great uh I don't know. I I read an article with him recently interview where he was talking about being a heel and his version of a heel versus like WCW heels, I think like Hogan is a heel. Uh, I'm curious. That's, that's part of why yeah. I want to watch AEW is just to see how he is on that. Because back that that was one of my like favorite wrestlers for a long time back. He's back in the he's day. great.
0: I mean he's he's still he keeps evolving as a character. Keep his mic skills are always great. His matches are fine. Um, it, he is in this kind of weird holding pattern at AEW where he's just the head of this uh, the, faction. the faction. Yeah, it's not. I'm not interested in the inner circle at all, but. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's he's putting oh he's putting younger guys over, which is important. Yeah, I, I think the thing, and I'm I'm the thing about AEW uh, is that I feel like AEW still hasn't figured out what it wants to be. It, it's it's still going very hard into like grabbing released WWE names to help prop up like name value. Which yeah, is, that which makes me I I understand the want to do that, but like there is this massive massive audience or uh, 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 this massive roster of people that just, they don't care.
1: No, they're getting too many people, just based on like the little bit I've seen. And then I got nervous, you know, last month or whatever, two weeks ago, whatever it was when the W released like a mad amount of people. It's almost like Vince is doing it on purpose. I know it's because he'll think he's trying to free up money, but he's just, and he's just bogging down the other brands. You know, to where it's becoming like, oh, there's gonna be too many people here again. It's gonna get weird again. And you're gonna have these, these NWO promos where there's like 20 people in the ring. And you're like, who are these people? What's going on? That's Scott Norton from Over the Top.
0: Well, I'm in WWE yeah, now. Do you remember AEW, like about a month and a half ago in AEW, like out of nowhere, they founded like seven different factions all in the same two weeks. And suddenly everyone was in a group, like Cody was in a group, Cody's mm. ex protege was in a group, MJF was it? They all had, there's so many different groups that all popped up overnight.
1: It yeah. Like,
0: see, in a world where everyone's in a group, can any group be the cool group? Because you're just not. surrounded by a bunch of other ones.
1: They should all learn the lessons of NWO and be like, not everyone can be in the. Once everyone's in the NWO, there is no. That's right. There, they are the world order at that point. No. Yeah. yeah. Like, there's no new. They are the world order. Anyway.
0: And in conclusion, Josh loved the Invisible Man versus Invisible. Clip. <laughs> I mean, I gotta
1: finish it. Like, I, really, I, think, I think the gift here, the gift here, is knowing that Shane. Or I'm sorry, Shawn Michaels had God as his tag team partner. That I have to watch. That. I love now you get
0: to go watch that. I love that. That's what you're walking away with, Matt. I do. I do want to say my favorite part of that Invisible Man versus Invisible Stand match was the dive that they both took off of the balcony, and the audience and the crowd fell down. Fell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, uh, and and as yes, and Kikutaro showed up, and like that was just. Anytime Kikutaro shows up, I'm freaking out because he is he 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 is the perfect comedy wrestler yeah yeah just perfect um well,
1: fun thank you for sharing with me that wacky video i oh well,
0: i and always i would we would love to have you on just to talk about wrestling but uh it, this is yeah. the part of the show where i say hey josh plug plug things you're working on where people can find you uh etc etc
1: uh you just go to my twitter which is williamson underscore josh um and yeah i'm working on robin infinite frontier and a bunch of other unannounced uh, DC projects. And then some creator-owned stuff that's coming, too. But you'll find out of all of that if you just follow me on Twitter.
0: Yeah, and go read Ghosted. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a ghost yeah. story from Image Comics. It's also a heist story at the same time. And I believe I've been begging Josh to make more of it since it ended like 10 years ago.
1: <laughs> you should read the Skybound
0: X book. I'll read Skybound <laughs> X. I'll read Skybound <laughs> X. All right, all right. All right, thanks for coming on, Josh.
1: Yeah, no problem. Thanks, guys.
0: there you have it thanks josh for coming on uh please make sure to check out robin i it's one of the two comics i'm reading right now which i don't read comics much anymore uh why don't you read comics much anymore i don't have time man well, between like everything we do for work and then like having a wife and kid um which are my top priorities mm-hmm. i don't have time for comics as much anymore
1: well i sold
0: so- half my collection actually recently wow we that's don't have room that's well i mean true. like need room for my kids toys i don't mind getting rid of my stuff i'm currently in the process of giving away most of my board games because we just don't have room i know i want them i want all yeah. of yeah it's not a sad thing for me it's just like well that's it's like i'd rather have my kid have room for stuff than you know me at my dumb collection of crap anyway do yourself a favor follow give josh a follow on twitter it's williamson underscore josh and like he's constantly sharing news about his upcoming books right now it's a lot of infinite frontier stuff and i gotta say Looking at the art alone on Infinite Frontier looks super dope. So I am into it. I super highly recommend his indie work too. Um I've mentioned Ghosted, which is one of my favorite comics of all time. Uh Nailbiter's really good. He he was he he did some hinting that maybe there would be something else in the vein of Ghosted coming up. There's something I guess coming out. I I don't know yet personally. Um Nailbiter's really good. That's a it's a it's a book about A town full of serial killers, which is kind of wait, what? Oh, yeah, it's based on kind of a real story that I think I did interviews with Josh way back when about, um, where like they kept noticing that, like, in the realm of world of serial killers in real life, there's this one area where a bunch came from, and they kind of morphed a story around that. Where like, what if there was this town where like most of the serial killers were born in? okay i'm down with this. it's really really good i'm super down and with birth rate just wrapped up that's really good that's about uh it's kind of like in the vein of 80s adventure fantasy movies but a kid who goes to another world to save it but then comes back as an adult but like a day later okay so his family's like looking for like a five-year-old kid and he's like 30 something and he's like conan with like a giant sword and a beard <laughs> i'm into this I'm into yeah this. so yeah check out josh's work um really really important next though that i want to talk about is um oh what i Matt, what? what's happening go, 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 go. that's right folks it's gangrel watch it's gangrel watch your update on what vampire warrior gangrel is up to Featuring the two time Slammy Award winning anchor team of Chris Hainer and Matt Elfring. Also featuring Bonsai Billy with this week's sporting update. I will, Matt, this is the first time we've talked about Gangrel since he parted ways with his own asylum. He parted ways with the asylum. We are not talking about that. I still don't know why he parted ways, and I'm still a little leery, but there is some important news. Ladies and gentlemen. Mm -hmm. vampire warrior gangrel (gasps) what has his own podcast (laughs) it's called fangin and bangin with gangrel (laughs) can we get on the podcast i don't know he was supposed to come on this one and he never uh much like most of the interviews we've tried to set up recently completely fell through i'm so confused yeah it's called fangin and bangin with gangrel He's just telling stories about the past. They're on episode four right now as of uh Are you June 23rd. listening? Are you a listener of Fangin listen and Bangin? To, uh, I listened a little. I'll be um I, I don't have time for a lot of podcasts in my life, so that's fair. That's fair. Are you sure it's not called hashtag Fangin and Bangin? Hashtag want some, hashtag get some, hashtag take some. He says all of that on the, like the teaser for the show. Does he say hashtag? He didn't say hashtag. When he oh, says, okay. want some, get, get some. T- like he some. says, 24 seven <laughs> live some. You can find it on. uh It's on YouTube. There's video of uh he does a whole man, a whole video. God, it's a good setup. It's 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 multiple cameras in front of a screen, not a screen, but like a nice backdrop. Just him telling stories about wrestling i mean i like gangrel and i want to hear his stories so i'm at episode I'm two is about the brood so i recommend listening oh. to that one <gasps> i hope he talks about all the time we just like walked through fire baby so yeah make wow. sure to check out Fang and wow. with gangrel that's wow. your gangrel watch we do, did do, it do, 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 do. gangrel watch boo <laughs> Oh, Chris, we have two questions this week. We have two questions? We just got one in now. (laughs) Did we really? (laughs) Yep. Oh, let's go to the mailbag. Oh my God, we did. Let's hit that mailbag. Wrestlers, we've got wrestlers. We've got stacks and stacks of wrestlers. Isn't that the mailbag song? I think we just make it up every week. That's it it for this week. That's honestly just me mocking uh, the letters we've got from David Letterman oh that's oh god wow man way to bring that back thank you uh chris open up that mailbag um, i'm up the mailbag matt i got a couple of questions here that we've definitely just definitely just got one of them uh i'm gonna and you know what that's the one i'm starting with because the second one's a thinker that like i want to i want to really get into uh but i haven't read this first one it's from kurt Uh, Do you think the room Alistair Black was stuck in for months asking people to fight him was located within Hornswoggle's realm under the WWE ring? Now, Matt, I think Kurt is trying to have a joke with us. Um, But yes, I actually do. I think Kurt is definitely trying to have a joke with us, mainly because I made fun of him a lot at D&D night last night. Uh, (laughs) Oh, is is Kurt your friend? this is my ro- old roommate <laughs> all the people who ask us questions are your friend i kind of love it um, uh no yeah he, i i do 100 think there is this it's it's known as uh oh what do they call it parts unknown oh yeah alistair black was coming from parts unknown hornswoggle was in parts unknown under the ring yeah parts unknown is this weird nether dimension in wwe where or honestly it's probably pro wrestling as a whole where all the things that we can't explain on our normal dumb human realm exist mm-hmm. like we can't explain this weird and also like when the undertaker like comes up through the bottom of the ring and drags someone to hell or whatever he's actually taking them to parts unknown which is just south of hell apparently it's just an infinite black abyss but not Abyss, the wrestler from Impact Wrestling. Uh, no, 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 not that. No, no, Abyss. no. no. Um, and but, not the movie, The Abyss. I mean, the movie, The Abyss, I don't know if you guys know this, but the movie, The Abyss, is actually set in parts unknown. It was That movie was written by Rowdy Roddy Piper. Wow. Look at it. We found out a lot about that. Things thank you, Kurt, for the today. question. So Kurt, thank you very much. Next question comes from Dell 9000. D9000. If you needed to form a wrestling stable made up of people from your real life, who would be in your stable and what would your stable be called? Now, Matt, here's my question. Mm-hmm. Are you and I together creating one stable or are we each creating a stable? I mean, we're in a I mean, the wrestle buddies are a stable. It's me, it's, you, it's- Greg Thomas and Keisha Mays. Keisha Hatchet. <laughs> Keisha no, Keisha Mays on Twitter. No, Keisha Mays is her wrestler name. So you you nailed it. Okay. Um. But like, okay. But like, okay. But let's expand on that. Like, if you okay. So let's say that's that's the core four. Mm-hmm. If you could add one person from your life into this into this wrestle buddies faction, who would it be? Oh man, who do I talk to about wrestling? I would probably. Oh man. It's, it's either going to be Kurt. I'm sorry, Kurt, since you asked a question, you're out, actually. Uh, it'll be Tyler from my D&D group because he's super into wrestling and just a he's a wrestle buddy. All right. All right. Weirdly for me, the person I talk to about wrestling the most is Lord Pumpernickel. Oh, there you go. Perfect. I introduced them to <gasps> professional wrestling. What if I brought in my son? He likes wrestling. I'm I I was going to bring up your son. I think your son would be a really good addition to the crew um because i mean please i would love for it to be your kid okay he the rock a lot right now so first of all yes a a great mascot for the group oh yeah B, I think he could bring a lot of fire to the team (laughs) like you know like i i think because i think when he i think if he wants to turn it on he can be ruthless and really bring the fire see that that childlike wonder that like sometimes you need to just keep your head on straight so it's just gonna be we'll be cutting promos and we'll cut to my son who'll be like dada why is everybody talking why why are they talking i'm like oh it's our turn to talk can i show them my toys i have a slambulance you do have a slambulance. I saw that in a photo. I didn't know you had the slambulance. That's exciting. I, last weekend, we were we were remodeling everything and I mm-hmm. felt bad that we weren't hanging out with our kid on the weekend as much as we should be. So, we took him to Target and we got him the slambulance which he had been asking for for months. Wow. And uh, here's the thing. Great toy. Great toy. Oh It's a, it's a man, great toy. I want to play with it so bad. It's great. It looks it looks like fun. It's like the crash test dummies cars from like when we were kids. Oh my God, dude. I almost bought a crash test dummies toy recently because I saw it boxed in a store. Those were so good. They were great. I had a ton of them. They were the best toys. I love, I loved them. I loved them. I'm on a, I've been, I've been down a real, like, I want to rebuy a lot of my childhood toys headspace Mm -hmm. recently. Um, There's, there's so many. And I think ultimately I'm going to end up buying some just, just cause. Yeah, just because the, will yeah, they end up on a shelf? Dummies. Will they end up on a shelf? Probably. But like, who cares? I did. I distinctly remember the crash. I feel like one of the crash test dummies in because you remember the animated series. Yes. I'm pretty sure one of them was voiced by the same guy who did Vankman on Slimer and the real Ghostbusters. I'm sure that's the case because I, th- I want to feel like they also had a similar design. Like, I feel like I remember like the swoop in the air. Maybe. I don't know. I could be crazy. I don't know. That'll be for our next podcast, uh, Saturday morning cartoon podcast. Saturday morning cartoon buddies. Yeah. S M C B. Um, but yeah, that that is our that is our group. It is obviously Matt and I as co leaders of the Wrestle Buddies. Mm-hmm. Oh, Matt and I and Keisha as co leaders of the Wrestle Buddies. And then Greg, Greg Spot Thomas, and then uh my son, your and son Lord and my partner, Lord Pumpernickel and we'll be we'll be we'll be we'll be the wrestle buddies but like you know what i'm excited about matt that, I'm, I'm, I'm excited when our faction the wrestle buddies, splinters into wrestle buddies red and wrestle buddies black and white like the nwo did that means we have to split because we're technically the outsiders in this yeah, yeah yeah so like it's gonna be me your son and lord pumpernickel versus you keisha and greg <laughs> How does that sounds like gold? First of all, I, I love that the storyline is going to be that your son sides with me do in we have the great f- split. Do we have to face each other in a ladder match for custody over my son? <laughs> Absolutely, we do. Come on, this is good and stuff. I have and I and I have to win the match. But twenty years later, when your son becomes a an adult human wrestler, he'll he'll recognize you as his father instead of me. Perfect. Oh, I think we've booked the next the next couple decades of the podcast we did it I think we're good we're gonna be good make <sighs> sure to uh rate us and review us on the apple podcast store that's right um, and uh, honestly anywhere you can rate us and review us just go mm-hmm. ahead and do it please say, you listen to the show yeah find us on find us on twitter we're at wrestle buddies find us on instagram which I haven't updated in I don't know a year we're at wrestle buddies I should really find get us on, on facebook that. I d- also don't update that ever Oh yeah, we're at facebook.com slash, I don't know, just Wrestle search Bunny? for WrestleBuddies, I guess. We're on there. I don't post on there that much. We're Facebook's killing it. It's weird. Facebook is weird. That algorithm, baby. I'm terrible at promotion. Awful. That's, like, I wish we had a promotions intern. What's your kid S- doing? Like, can he's he's we hire him? Oh, dang it. I was going to ask if we could hire him to uh, be a promotions intern. He'd be terrible. All right. Anyway, uh, Chris, any final words this week? Me, Abel, and Lord Pumpernickel are taking you down. Oh boy! Wrestle pretty- buddies, red and white, baby. Wrestle buddies, green. <laughs> okay, I take it back. Wrestle buddies, orange. What's oh, up? Ooh yeah! Secret bunkers. <laughs> See <you next> week. <laughs> ooh yeah! Thanks for listening to Wrestle Buddies. We hope you had at least almost as much fun as we did go ahead and rate and review us on the apple podcast app you can email us questions at wrestlebuddies at gamespot.com or find us over on twitter at wrestlebuddies i am at chris hayner he is at i'm matt elfring see you next week